Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, so I watch them, I tell you about them every Wednesday, and also twice a month on our Patreon if you're into bonus content. Ooh, Ooh if you're like, baby. once a week, that ain't enough. <laughs> I need six a month. <laughs> then you're going to want to head to patreon.com slash podcast. That's the place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but listeners, we are recording today's episode in person. Oh ah! The energy in the room is electric. It's buzzing. It's buzzing. It's buzzing. I almost didn't make it through my little intro because I got so freaking excited. I know. I can't believe I can see your full bodies. I've been missing seeing your full bodies as we do the recording. It's, uh, you, you really lose a lot when you only get neck You only, get, you up, you only know? get the face. You only get the face. But also, there's something nice about the close-up face shot, too, sure. you guys. Sure. <laughs> Um, I am so excited to be in Los Angeles. I was telling you guys earlier that it feels like home and I'm sad that I have to leave again. I'm sad I have to leave your side. We're sad too. Very sad. But let's just embrace the moment. Now we're not sad. Let's embrace the present moment. That's right. Exactly. And speaking of doing things like embracing the present moment, is anyone making New Year's resolutions? I think, yeah, this is so this is our first episode of 2022. Currently, full disclosure, it is 2021 still. Oh, my God. Still don't 2021. Tell yeah. Don't tell them. Don't, a little well, peek behind case, the curtain what if here. Something, you know, what if we I get a Y2K moment on the 31st and they're going to be like, what? They didn't talk about that. Um, <laughs> they forgot to mention the Y2K that happened. Um, we've all been through the big Y2K. They didn't say anything about it. Um, I clearly grasp what that was supposed to be. The big Y2K. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about our, our New Year's resolution for this upcoming chapter um i can start start us off i'll start us off it's it's quite boring i do feel like um sometimes sometimes new year's resolutions are boring you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and i'll have more than one i have you know we can all have multiple goals for ourselves but my biggest one i think is going to be to respect my physical body more Mm. i love that okay i want to do better at tending to my physical body. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. that. Because I, it's so easy not to, and mm-hmm. I so often don't, and there are consequences. Yes, there are. And I've reached a point in my life where that's only going to be more and more true. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to take a little bit better care of this vessel 
Mm. that takes me through the world <laughs> so that's my that's my new year's resolution so that just means like drinking less it means eating well, we'll healthy <laughs> we haven't nailed down the specifics yeah, just leave it sort of open um no it means i think yeah it means like drinking more water mm-hmm. exercising more just like I think for me, it just means paying better attention to when I feel good and yeah. bad and trying to yeah. like do more of the things that make me feel good, do less of the things that make me feel bad. Mainly, I just I don't pay any attention. Some mindfulness. Yeah. You should work some meditation into there. That's a great idea. Because all 10 minutes a day. There's also like I was telling Joel like pretty much like once every three months. And a lot of, I think a lot of like body stuff for me, like it, being uncomfortable or like in pain in ways has started in the pandemic. Because mm. I think of like stress and just so there's a lot of things like every three months I get like a really sharp pain um, in <laughs> my side. Oh, and, no. and you think you have appendicitis? I, it's the other side. Um, okay. I've look, I've I've WebMD'd myself. I know what's wrong with me, but it, uh, it like well, it goes away after like two days. And so then I'm like, OK, great. I don't worry about that anymore and never think about it again. I've had a similar thing where and it's, it's like, just like, oh, good. The pain is gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I mean, my goal is to be like, hey, the pain think like. Fix like the pain. what was that yeah, like let's not have <laughs> let's not have just like regular pain that mm-hmm. you don't deal with and let's not just like eat and drink and act like you're 22 when you are no longer mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, but no hard and fast rules you know I'm not like I'm not you know I'm not putting restrictions on myself last time we had a new year's discussion I feel like one of your resolutions was to put on lotion more regularly really oh my god you're right and I have not done it I'm putting that in as well tend more to my physical body with lotion <laughs> lotion up that skin baby I gotta be moisturized That's more really moisturized funny. in 2022 I need that too so badly my god Sammy what are your resolutions or all resolution well one that I've been thinking of that I would like to do is to thrift shop more oh that's Love a great that. idea something that I did in the pandemic that I got very used to doing is doing all of my shopping online shopping and you know I like on, I'm not going to stop fully online shopping. No restrictions on yourself. No restrictions mm-hmm. on yourself. No, These are God. goals. These are goals. <laughs> but I live right by Crossroads and it's just, and there's a lot of the left bank. There's a lot of good thrift yep. stores in yep. LA. Yeah. And like buying things new is, is bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. And I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I have a shopping problem, I, I would say. I love to buy things. I love to buy things. I love to buy things, but then I return like so many I return of it. And a lot that's too. also so bad for the environment. Because it's just like shipping it back is and bad forth. For the environment. It's yeah. so terrible. Yeah, exactly. So if we can do some of that shopping in person, I can scratch my shopping addiction itch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is. There are also a few places to buy secondhand online. I've started buying more things right, on right, right. Poshmark and Depop. Yep. And um, uh, my sister is very obsessed with ThreadUp. Um, I have not found a ton of success on it personally, but uh, ThreadUp is great. The Real Real, I think, does some secondhand yeah, stuff yeah, too. Yeah. So there's some because I too love to shop online, but there are ways mm-hmm. there are ways to even do that secondhand. And also, yeah. oh, Etsy has great secondhand. Etsy, Etsy really is good. Um, I have sent a bunch of clothes to ThreadUp because they'll just send mm. you a bag and oh, you cool. just great. fill it up. And and especially now during the pandemic, Goodwill and stuff, a lot of them have stopped taking things, mm-hmm. and so and um, they like take your things in. They put them online and you can see them and then you get a small percentage when they're they're sold. Yeah, or think nice. they donate if anything that isn't sold or Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a great it's a great option. And like 
similarly to to you, Emily, like part of it is, I think, also mindfulness and like being aware. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like bring a little moment in be- before I press like buy of like, do I need this item? Yeah. Is there a way I could get something similar mm-hmm. without having to do the shipping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just like need to slow down because I'm just like, oh, give me those. Give me those fucking clothes right <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need those T-shirts. Those T-shirts right will now. solve everything. Yeah. It's so good when I get those T-shirts. <laughs> and sometimes, like, truly the second I press buy, I'm like, I don't fucking need like, Yeah. You have why regret. did I do that? Buyer's remorse yeah, is the instantly. worst feeling. I hate buyer's remorse. That's why I return everything. Because I think I'd rather just return it and not feel this feeling. Um. Yeah. What about you, Henley? Okay. So my New Year's resolution is to buy an electric keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. unexpected. Okay, just to buy it and then you're done. And then it's <laughs> That's a pretty easy one. <laughs> You've got That's the it. whole year to purchase an item. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, I've honestly been thinking about buying one for years and years and years. And I never do it because I'm always like, I don't have space and it's a waste. And I shouldn't do it. But I think about it enough that I think it's time. And there's a place next to my bed where it'll fit. And it'll just be... I used to play the piano and I'm I, I'm very bad at it now but I love playing it and it'll be such a like especially if it's next to my bed it'll be I know that I will play the piano instead of looking at my phone I yeah. know that I will and so as, if it's just there I'm gonna use it I know I'll use it and I so I just this. need to get it into my room and then we're good to go and I'm very excited. I'm going to do oh, it. Henley, I love this. I, ooh, I, let me tell you what. To have <laughs> like a thing, like an activity, mm-hmm. hobby, just something that is like purely yours that, again, you don't need to play the piano. You could live your life without ever having a piano by your bed. But just to be like, I'm going to do a little thing that's for me. And it's not my phone and it's not TV. Yes. And like, I just feel like, in the past like in the pandemic i've realized oh it's so good to just have a a thing like that Mm -hmm. and i don't think that was ever prioritized for me as an adult it's like you get a job you do your job you like hang out with it's just like the idea of like having little things that are yours Mm -hmm. that serve no other purpose than to like please you and also that it's something you can get better at yeah you can like practice it and get better at it like you're supposed to do that as a kid like yeah i took piano lessons then i was like great i'm not gonna be a pianist so bye yeah who cares (laughs) who cares Um, no, I took piano like all throughout college. I really love playing the piano. I've, it's always brought me a lot of joy. But then, <laughs> but then I just like haven't as an adult and I was never like very good at it. I was always just like fine at it. Um, but it's not what I, it's about. I it's love not what it's about. I love like learning new songs. And that's Henry. my favorite thing is like going on YouTube and watching people play piano and then learning how to play that song. I just fucking love doing that. So wow. I'm going to do it again. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Wow. Thanks. 2022 man 2022 mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be good <laughs> that's what we said in 2019 at this it time is so to like i oh man to think every new year being like and now it'll be better no hey you know what some beautiful things happened in 2020 mm-hmm. some beautiful things mm-hmm. wait 2021 <laughs> <laughs> no, 20, am I? 2019 was three years ago okay so right okay so it's gonna be 2022 so right? we're reflecting on 2021 because it's gonna be 2022 some beautiful things happened in 2021. <laughs> and that is what I was thinking about. Henley got married. Mm-hmm. Henley had a baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all pretty Henley related. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's enough. You guys also fucking blew up, you know? Like you blew and- up. <laughs> yeah, you blew up. Yeah. Sammy, you worked on a fucking cool as hell docuseries. That's very that true. That was extremely successful and I very much enjoyed. Golden on Peacock. Check it out. Golden yeah. <laughs> on Peacock. Um, Emily, come on. Get out of here. The amount of clothes that you've sewed by hand. I made a lot of things. In you've made so many things and so many uh, beautiful pieces of jewelry. Thank you. Ugh. Current Crush Shop. Check it out. Yeah. Check Current it out. Instagram and Etsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And also we did this podcast. And we kept doing this freaking podcast for a whole other calendar year, which is very cool and crazy. <laughs> I and know. I feel very excited about the upcoming year for this podcast. Me too. Listeners, we've got some great guests coming up. Oh, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose your minds. <laughs> and I can't fucking wait. Um, But also, we just want to do a quick thank you to someone who sent us a holiday gift. Oh my god. Um, Brianna sent us this the sweetest freaking care package with teas and crocheted beanies and pin cushions and witchcraft stuff for for me. She's very talented. She made three adorable, perfect beanies for Silas, and so I haven't received fabulous. such a thoughtful gift from anyone. I mean, it was I it blew me out of my seat. Finally, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she flew up in the air. <laughs> she just fell right off her seat. What if she just fell over? It was. A- <laughs> Fell off the seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, her Instagram is b.e.vmade. So, like, Bev made. Mm-hmm. And uh, her Etsy is Bev made shop. And she just crochets all this, all these cool beanies and hats. And she's got to make stickers. So, she's great. Cool. She's great. It's it was, cool. Thank you so much. We're going to be yeah. really, really appreciated. It was so cool to get a little something sweet. Mm-hmm. It, it was really delightful. Um, but okay, let's get into our first recap of 2022. Oh my god. We today are talking about a movie that you guys chose. We had a Instagram poll and you decided on The Taking of Deborah Logan. It was incredibly close with 13 Ghosts, so we'll have to do 13 Ghosts in the near future. Stay tuned. Two mm-hmm. movies I don't even think I had heard of, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out what the deal is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, The Taking of Deborah Logan came out in 2014, directed by Adam Robitel, written by Adam Robitel and Gavin Heffernan, and starring Jill Larson, Anne Ramsey, and Michelle Eng. It is streaming on Shudder and Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, this one's been requested a whole freaking bunch of times. Wow, so many times. And I've gotten DMs from people being like, "You're going to be really scared of this one." Emily and Ooh. Henley are not going to like this one. Wowie! But then I feel like I ran that past you, Sammy, and you were not so sure. Well, I just uh, I assumed that that would mean that there would be kid stuff in it, and I feel like there's not much. There's not there's none. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a sprinkle of kid stuff. We can just yeah. rest assured, no matter what, there's, there's a There's never not any kid stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? Now that I'm thinking, there might be more kid stuff than I anticipated that Wait. I previously Okay, stated. Tim, you got to set expectations properly. Is there kid stuff? Is there not kid stuff? I think Sounds just- like there definitely is kid stuff. <laughs> there's some conceptual kid stuff that doesn't happen on screen. That's okay. bad enough for me. I don't even like that. Interesting. Yep. Okay. All I know is that the image 
of that we used for the poster for the polls really makes me laugh. I know. It is very funny. <laughs> it's just that's the titular Deborah Logan. That's Deborah. <laughs> you know what? I wonder how Deborah's doing. I think probably not well. Not well. <laughs> um it has a ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy hell. And a six even on IMDB. Ooh. Weird disparity there. Yeah, that's a really high Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um I thought it was good. I had never seen it, and it was pretty scary. It's found footage, and I I, I love a found footage. I think it ups the scary factor just inherently. Oh, yeah. The budget is not available, and the box office was 275000 but I believe it it's mostly went like straight to VOD, so I don't even know if that's box office. I don't know. Mm, okay. Those numbers, you know. Aren't that interesting, but I wrote them down <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah, well, we needed to know. We needed to know if there's any info out there. We needed to know. And I don't, there wasn't a ton of trivia, but this was the directorial debut of Adam Robitel, and he went on to direct uh, Paranormal Activity 5, the mm. ghost dimension. Maybe that's six, even. I'm not sure, but one of the Paranormal Activities. And an, one of the Insidious sequels, Insidious oh, wow. The Last Key. Um, so he's uh, good for him. He's mm -hmm. doing well. Good he's doing, doing great. Doing great. And he is also currently working on a series for Netflix with Darren Aronofsky called The Craving. And I thought that was such a good title for Ooh. a horror thing. Yeah, that is really good. I hope it's about spooky vampires animals? or something. Ooh, it sounds, it sounds like vampires. Ooh, it could be cannibals. Yeah, it could be like a like a raw Something to do situation. with eating. Something to do with eating, I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I wrote down, which... I was just happy to learn is that Deborah Logan, this actress, Jill Larson, is the same woman that's in Shutter Island that has the th slit throat. That it looked like her. I know. That's I. Whenever I see screenshots of it, I'm always like, "Oh, is this the Deborah Logan movie, or is it Shutter Island? You can't tell." And, and it's because it's both. It's because it's the same person. Wait, wow. who's the one that had the slit throat? That's not the one in she the beginning. She literally just goes, "Shh." Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Lady, I forgot yeah. that she had a slit throat. Ooh, she's. She's scary. she's scary. She's scary, scary, scary. Yeah, she's creepy. And she's a good actress. She's creepy and a good actress. <laughs> good for her. She's got it all. <laughs> she can do anything. What can't she do? What can't she do? Um, but that's all the trivia I have. So let's watch the trailer. Let's watch the trailer. Let's watch the trailer. 73 Apple, take one, Mark. The story of Alzheimer's is never about one person. My PhD... I'm gonna start again. You wanna keep the house? You need to sacrifice. You talk to me about sacrifice? Hey. Hey. Ma! They wanna make a movie about me. <laughs> yes. We will live and document our subject's physical and mental degradation over the course of two one month periods. We're gonna have fun, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not interested in being exploited. Sarah mentioned that Deb's been sleepwalking pretty bad. So let's set up surveillance cams. Ma? Uh, he really gave us all quite a fright with your late night gardening. This is not normal sleepwalking. 
You should come see this. It's not good, Doc. Do you remember a man named Henri Desjardins? Went missing 30 years ago. I tried to wash you in the river, you know. How long you become? That woman is crazy. The notion of spiritual parasites does exist. Okay. <laughs> I'd forgotten this, but um, Paul F. Tompkins DM'd us and asked us if um, the woman from that photo is the Kristen Wiig character from the Lawrence Welks skit. I like chasing cars. <laughs> um, that's very funny. Yeah, it's scary. It I'd, looks awful. I would rate this one as a double black diamond or at least a black diamond. It's scary. It's pretty scary. Yeah. The whole concept Ugh. is genius, though. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense to make a scary movie about Alzheimer's. Yeah. And oh. we did Relic, which is uh-huh. similarly. Well, um, anything that mm-hmm. allows you to like doubt the sanity of the person in question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like allows it to go on for so much longer. Mm-hmm. So that's a great. Spooky, Ew, but spooky. it looks really yucky. It looks like nasty, it nasty. Looks nasty. Something with a spine and some fluid and Yeah, and just like Ooh, the human bodies that they just they do they all fall apart and then die. And that's that's how it works. That's that is how it works and it is terrifying. Really bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's happening to us as we speak. Yeah. Yeah, every second, every second that we're alive, we got to put on some lotion. Cover me in lotion. Cover me in lotion. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll be fine. Just bathe me in moisturizer, and I will be good. So gross, like a fucking mummy. Um. All right, should we talk about it? Let's talk about it. Let's Let's freaking do do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. 
And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, um, I want to set the scene that I made my signature cup of piping hot tea before watching this. Oh, movie. fabulous! I love to watch a scary, a scary movie with some some Raise boiling liquid in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Those jump scares add a whole new level of tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so we begin with a, a text card that tells us the following footage is uh, footage from a medical student's thesis film. And that student is Mia, uh, who we saw in the trailer. And I can't remember now what the line is in the trailer, but she is doing an American accent. But there are a few words that she says that are she's Australian. And interesting. (laughs) That's great. Uh, And things like that. I always wonder, like, why not just make her Australian? Like, it it doesn't feel like it'd be distracting to the plot. Who cares? She's a student. She could be studying anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, her accent is mostly pretty good, and then just occasionally she'll be full Australian. (laughs) Um, But so it's her and her two camera guys are Gavin and Luis, and they show up to the house of uh, their soon-to-be-like-the-subject of this documentary, Deborah Logan. They're greeted by her daughter, Sarah, um, and Sarah is really welcoming to them like so glad you guys are here there's like you know do i talk to the camera who do i talk to like there's like setting up the found footage aspect of it um and she says sarah says to them this you're still doing the grant money thing right and it's we learn that something about them making this doc like they're being paid in some way like maybe it's covering their medical bills or something like mm-hmm. that and so that's like sarah's pumped about that oh i i see, I see. the that's family's like getting paid yeah okay got it yes yeah, so that's why they're participating um and then she takes them to meet deborah who is in the yard gardening and with their neighbor i think his name is harris and she's a sweet little old woman very like polite and proper and she's like oh like oh i'm so dirty like pardon me like very old not old timey. What is the word I'm looking for? Just old fashioned. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. Yes. Old fashioned. <laughs> and she quickly, within a few minutes of talking to them, decides she doesn't want to do it anymore. She's like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. This is a little intrusive. I don't want to be, you know, part of this. I think we should just call this off. And Sarah is immediately very stressed by that and like, no, like we need to do this. Like we can't afford your medical mm-hmm. bills. Mm-hmm. But they do, they leave to 
give them um, some space to talk it over. And before they leave, Mia says, like, you know, the same. My dad also had Alzheimer's and you see Deborah um, kind of soften a bit at that. And then she turns and the cameraman's like, why would you just lie to her about that? So rude. Oh, that's not okay. Oh, very, very rude. Uh oh. So we're already a little not trusting of this Mm -hmm. filmmaking team. Oh, and so they they go inside to talk, and one of the cameramen films their conversation through the window, and a lot of it is subtitled, like because they're not wearing mics, and so they're just like putting subtitles up, and you see Sarah start to cry. She's clearly overwhelmed by the responsibility of this, by the the you know actual cost and the all of it It is a very stressful situation and deb sees them filming through the window and like gets mad there's a lot of shots in this of like deborah slowly noticing the camera oh scary (laughs) scary (laughs) because she doesn't react she just turns and like stares and like looks mad oh no i don't like that uh then it it jumps to one week later and we are back at the house sarah has done what she needed to do to convince deborah that they're they got to do this and deborah seems in 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 a better mood in better spirits and she's giving them all a tour of the house it's a huge house um she's showing them their bedrooms and showing them her painting room or like art room and they're going to be moving in so they'll they'll be filming all the time they set up some cameras like security type cameras that'll just be running 24 7 and there's a spooky shot when Luis is setting up one of the cameras where she just is behind him without him noticing so she's just like watching what he does and she's just she's just creepy mm-hmm. she's yeah. a good creepy. actress but she's creepy. So she's, she's, creepy. Also creepy. <laughs> she's also creepy she's doing both <laughs> she's doing both <laughs> She shows them she has all these like little figurines. I can't remember where the figurines came from, but they'll come back. So just know about them. Okay. (laughs) And she looks pretty like healthy, normal right now. She's pretty with it. Yeah. 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 Yes. And uh, then they set up for their first like sit down interview. Sarah and Deb are being interviewed together. And Sarah says, um... Deborah immediately is like downplaying her symptoms like you know like sometimes I'll misplace my keys like everybody does that and Sarah's like no like one time you left the stove on and almost burned the whole house down like you forgot to Mm -hmm. um, turn off the stove and so yeah Deb is playing her symptoms down but Sarah's like no there's some pretty like clear things happening here Mm -hmm. Uh, we also get some interviews with Deb's doctor Dr. Nazir who at this point says she has what is known as MCI, which is mild cognitive impairment. And it it goes into a medical documentary style where it'll have like um, graphics come up on screen of like the brain and that mm. kind of like showing like where in the brain is she's being affected. Um, and when it jumps to this style, it'll have Mia narrating. She's like talking to camera, like being like, and this is what's uh, they talk talk about Deb's childhood too. So she says, when Deborah was younger, uh, her first husband died, and so she raised Sarah as a single mom. Mm. We learn that she started a business operating a switchboard for the com- for the town that she lived in. So she would just like connect calls. You know those like 
yeah switchboard machines where you're like plugging Mm -hmm. in yeah 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 yeah. that was a whole there's a whole career that just disappeared right yeah deb out of is that where the demon came from (laughs) through the switchboard switchboard demon maybe um and deb makes a comment like i kept everybody's secrets and sarah's like well you didn't have to do that you could have just not you could have just taken them off of your list. And she's like, well, then I would have lost a client. Like, it's important for me to have everybody trust me. So that's their first interview. And then there's a moment at which Luis is getting some B-roll. And he's just filming her, Deb, gardening. And she's not noticing. And as he kind of zooms in, we see that she is holding a snake in her hands, like a black snake. Yeah, just kind of casually playing with a little snake in the dirt. Right. And he gets freaked out. And Mia is like, hey, what are you doing? And I like asked you to film something over here. And he turns and turns back. And Deb's like right there. She's uh. like, were you filming me? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's always just spotting those camera operators. Mm-hmm. We also learn that Sarah has a bit of a drinking problem. It's not super critical to the plot but just kind of we can like again see she's taking all this really hard and her coping mechanism is just yeah like she drinks a lot Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know how much time passes but they're staying there for a while probably a few weeks go by and one night Deborah attacks Gavin one of the camera operators saying he stole her spade and her like little shovel Mm. that she uses for gardening and she just like goes at him and I think she has a knife but they're able to pull her off of him and and then she just has like a really really upsetting meltdown she is screaming like a infant and like thrashing on the floor and it's just like really upsetting to see oh i don't like that i don't like that one little bit no it's not good and sarah's just there by herself so she's like moved back in with her mom to take care of her she's not she doesn't Mm -hmm. have like a partner or anything she does make mention of she has a girlfriend somewhere but i can't really remember where but i think she does make a mention that it has like been hard on her relationship as well Mm, okay got it um then they go up there's of course an attic in this house Mm. got it mark your bingos and i think again luis is just like filming around the house getting more footage and he goes up into the attic and that's the old switchboard is up there demon through the switchboard baby (laughs) demon through the switchboard she kept everyone's secrets including the demons <laughs> oh, uh, they go up into the attic because they're looking for the spade. That's that's right. So they're just searching everywhere for the spade. They eventually find it in the freezer. She had apparently put it in there, mm-hmm. and she calms down a bit after this um, little meltdown and goes into her art room and is staring out this one window Mm-mm. and. They notice that she's just been standing there for, you know, too long. And Sarah goes to her to try to get her to get to bed or something like, Mom, what are you doing? And it's just like slowly the camera like coming closer to her, like they're going to like put their hand on her shoulder to turn her around. She turns around and she is ripping her skin off (gasps) of her neck. What? She's just like pulling her skin (gasps) off. 
I don't know. And how. she's been successful. Yeah. <laughs> like a big old chunk of skin <laughs> comes off of her neck. And just, she's just doing it with her fingers. I don't like that. Ooh, that gives me the chills. Oof, it's bad. And so they uh, rush her to the hospital. And with Dr. Nazir lets us know that they did some more brain scans. And it seems like it's actually advancing really fast now. And um, they up her meds. So she she gets pretty drugged up. And then they're able to take her home the next day. And she's back to her proper self and she really apologizes to to gavin she's like i just can't believe i my word i would never (laughs) treat anybody the way that i treated you (laughs) we get a little look at the neighbor harris again who is talking to sarah and again this is a conversation that looks like they don't really or they don't know is being filmed and Harris is saying like, okay, it's it's enough. Like clearly the cameras are stressing her out. It's maybe time to end this, send them home. And Sarah's like, I can't, like, I can't afford the bills on my own. Like we need them. Then someone is filming. Deborah is in her room, sitting on the foot of her bed, staring at herself in the mirror, talking to herself. You can't hear what she's saying, but she's just kind of like talking to herself. And then she in the mirror catches eyes with the cameraman and again just like she straightens and i think he just leaves but there's just so many moments of her just like seeing that she's being filmed and it's very scary oh i don't like it at all um then we see she does she does a lot of like walking around at night <laughs> obviously obviously that we're catching in all those security cameras just seeing you, you know what there's a lot of nasty nightgowns oh she's in a nightgown she nasty, loves a nightgown nasty debbie logan loves a nightgown debbie loves a nightgown <laughs> <laughs> one evening she goes back into that room with the window that she was staring out of and she's just staring out of it again holding a hammer in her hand oh, that's no not good. take the hammer away from her Taking of Deborah Logan's hammer. <laughs> so stupid, the sequel. <laughs> the prequel. <laughs> and Sarah comes in. They like hear that she's up. And so everybody everybody wakes up and Sarah's slowly approaching her, like, Mom, can we take that like can we get that hammer away from you? Like, can you put that down? And Deborah like goes up quickly and just starts like hammering in nails into the window like she's nailing it shut and she's like this is where i see him oh yikes and is hammering closed the the window that's not good who's him yeah we don't know that's a great question switchboard demon (laughs) (laughs) um then there's another night that she gets out and or like they like hear something and go to look for her. She's gone. There's a lot of shots of her like slowly crawling out of bed Ugh. and just and just walking out of the halls. So she she leaves the house. They find that same window open now with a piece of her nightgown caught on one of the nails. So they're like she's outside, mm-hmm. and they go and find her at that same spot where she was playing with the little snake, mm-hmm. and she's just furiously digging in the dirt with her bare hands. That's really creepy. That's like a very, very creepy image. It's very, very scary. (laughs) And they grab her. They bring her back inside. And 
ooh, this part, it's so much of this movie is scary just from her looks. Like, she just has such a scary vibe. Little, like, evil look. <laughs> Not that she's evil, but, like, she looks so mad. <laughs> and so Mia brings her into a bathroom to wash her hands because she has dirt all in her fingernails. <sighs> and Mia is scrubbing her, her nails and talking to her and being like, oh, you gave us quite a scare. And, like... We're going to get your nails back to normal here in just a second. And uh, as she's mm-hmm. sweetly, calmly talking to her, Deb is just staring at Mia. And it's like so close up in Deb's face of her just scowling. Oh, <laughs> she's so mad. <laughs> she's so mad. Then the next morning, they're going over some of the footage. And there's a shot of Deb standing in front of the stove. And then it jumps to her standing on the stove oh yeah no that was in the trailer i did not like that and then jumps one more time to her like floating above the stove nope and they say there's no break in the time code they like play it over and over and over (sighs) and it's not like it's a continuous filming like there's no break in the footage and so they're like that doesn't that doesn't make sense like there's clearly is, is a break and there's like no there's not and they can't figure it out that's when you get out of there yeah once you have video evidence of a demon that's when you decide to leave yeah they're definitely getting a little creeped out and um they the next day show her the footage of her digging and she's you know doesn't remember it is horrified by it she's like who is that is that me like why did you let me do that what like oh, that doesn't feel like a nice thing to no do. it really doesn't <laughs> it's like here's you being crazy <laughs> yeah is this helpful did you see this do you remember <laughs> you're it losing it Watch you're it losing it <laughs> what do you think yeah seems like not the right thing to do for someone in this situation and she's getting more and more upset by it and then she attacks them yeah lunges at them and it cuts and we go right back to the hospital um and this is the scene that they are doing the spine i spinal tap is i presume what it is right yeah i guess oh, where why they does, why does one do a spinal tap i don't i don't know i it looks so bad. It's extremely painful. They, yeah, it and it shows it. It shows them like putting a little needle into her spine and her screaming in pain. What? And it connects to something where they're able to get spinal fluid out of it. And I assume they're running some sort of test on the spinal fluid. But God, it looks awful. All I'm, I'm trying to look up why, and all I'm getting is the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it can diagnose. You use things. it to diagnose a bunch of stuff. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it like you can't have any anesthesia in that area? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand know. why is it so painful. No, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. It can be oh, cancers of the brain or spinal cord. Uh, yeah, meningitis, hemorrhaging in your brain. That's so crazy. They could figure that out from your spine. Disorders of the central nervous system. No, you get a little... They, they do, do a local anesthetic. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, <sighs> um, but they notice as they're doing this that she has 
um, some sort of skin infection, and her skin is like scaly, Ooh. and it shows it on on her back, and it's just like looks like a scaly rash all over her back. Mm. No thanks. Then they're able to take her home again after this procedure, and we see her playing piano. And again, that cameraman is filming her through the, the little gap in the doorway, and she plays for a bit and then turns and notices him and smiles. Ooh, she's happy. So she's a little different than before. The spinal tap did something? No, I don't know. But she's just like slowly kind of changing. All right. And then we get a little text that says it's day 41. Doesn't really Dang, matter. that's a long ass time. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't totally matter. But just to let you know, significant time is passing. And they're just living there this whole time. Hmm. But we hear screaming in the middle of the night. And all this commotion is happening. We run and like, what's going on? And go into one of the rooms where Deborah is eating the figurines that she had previously. Oh, no. And so Sarah's like tr- pulling them like out of her mouth. Uh, gross, gross, gross. And we see that this is like in her art room, and she has painted all these um, images of kind of a dark figure. Outside of that same window, like it's drawing paintings of this room and that window and like someone on the other side getting closer. There's like a few images where he's like getting closer and closer. Paymon. Hail Paymon. Um, and Gavin is in the room, I think, with her and he's filming the window and the window's open. No, excuse me, the window's closed, and then Deb is to his right, and he turns and faces Deb, and she she kind of scares him, and he's like, oh, you frightened me, turns back, and the window is uh, open. Whatever the opposite of what it just was. Like, changes, like, in an instant, and it really freaks him out. He's like, what the fuck, like, that window, like, I, it, it, who opened that, who closed that, that's not possible. Um... That night, again, we see Deb getting up in the middle of the night and, like, slowly taking her clothes off as she's walking down the halls. Like, she's, like, stripping her nightgown off and kind of disappears into her room. And then we hear just really loud ringing. And it shows each of, like, Gavin and Luis and Mia and Sarah all waking up like, what the fuck? What is that? What's that noise? They're trying to figure out what it is. And Sarah comes in and is like, it's the switchboard, but that doesn't make sense. That's like, hasn't been operating in decades. They go up to the attic and Deborah is sitting at the switchboard naked, um, plugging one of the little cords into uh, one of the switchboard holes. Which I'm sorry, I don't know any of them. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds right. A switchboard Take hole. Gordon put a switchboard hole. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and she's like jamming it in there over and over. And they're yelling like, or Sarah's yelling, Mom, stop. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she is speaking in a voice that doesn't sound like hers. Mm. And they don't know what's happening. They're eventually able to um, get her take her they take her to the hospital again 
And it's this scene was also in the trailer where she's just breathing like, <laughs> and it's so stressful because she does it for so long. Like she's just breathing so fast mm. and they're like, we need to slow down her breathing. We need to slow down her breathing. And she's just like, <laughs> and they're like, mom, mom, like calm down, calm down. <laughs> and so they give her, an, uh, they inject her with something like some sort of sedative because she's just breathing way too fast. Mm. And um, back at the house, they're looking at the switchboard and the number of the switchboard hole that she kept trying to mm-hmm. plug the plug into is 337 and so they're like okay 337 that's who she was like trying to talk to and she has a little records book that of course goes from number 336 to 338 we're missing page 337 so we don't know who it is um they also the doctor gives sarah another in uh injection uh, like a one to take with her like in case you need it in case she starts having another um episode this will calm her down so you have a sedative on hand and gavin and louise are looking at the footage from the uh you know incident at the switchboard and they've slowed it down and done something to the audio where they can tell that her voice she is speaking french and they translate it and it says the eternal spirit will free you my child be my fifth i will wash you in the river okay we got some religious imagery here and they decide or they realize that they can do that thing where they put a piece of paper over um, like page three three eight, and they do like a charcoal mm-hmm. rubbing of it, so they can see the indentation of three three seven. Nice, and they are able to see that whoever it was, someone named Desjardins, Jean Desjardins, I think. Mm. I didn't write the first name. Maybe Jean just sounds like the first name that would go with Desjardins. Sounds, sounds right to me. <laughs> sounds right to me. Um, but so then they Google this person, and he. He was a murderer. Mm. Okay. Who disappeared after killing four young girls. Here's some kids, the the conceptual children things. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. And the rich, he used, was doing some sort of ritual with them that would involve cannibalism. Ew. And so he ate parts of them. Ew. And it also involved Yucky. snakes. Okay. And... They figure out that the ritual he was trying to do is something that requires five um, victims to reach immortality. And so he only killed four and then disappeared. And one of the things she says is, be my fifth, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, so they're on to something here. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, we yep, don't yep. love the way this sounds. Nope, nope. Um, they, the next day, ask Deborah about Desjardins. And she's in the more like lucid state and kind of is like oh uh i don't know and then she just says like oh he's he's dead and says it very matter of factly but then doesn't really offer up any information they're like well how do you know that and she kind of just won't really respond to that and then she goes upstairs like excuses herself and then they hear her like vomiting like a loud retching noise and they run upstairs and she f- is throwing up dirt and worms Ew! oh Ooh. gross it's so gross it's so gross live worms and Ew! they're like coming out of her mouth it's very gross Nuh-uh. <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> i think they take her back to the hospital at that point 
This hospital is like, we don't want to see her anymore. <laughs> We're done. I don't know, man. She's weird. <laughs> Find a demonologist. Mm-hmm. And Harris, the neighbor, is also at the hospital. And he's kind of freaking out as well. And I th- oh, they like see him in the room with her. And he looks like he's freaking out about something. And they can't hear what he's saying. And so... I don't totally remember how they get, but they come up with a theory that Harris killed Desjardins and Interesting. think that he's like stressed that he's about to be found out or something. Okay. He does seem to be more invested than your typical neighbor. Right. Yeah. Right. And so they, they leave Deb at the hospital this night um, and go, go back to the house. And in the middle of the night, they start hearing gunshots and Harris is just sh- shooting into the house and he's like drunk. Sarah's like yelling out like, Harris, Harris, stop it. And he is just reloading and firing like a shotgun into the house. All the they're all like running and like hiding on the ground. It's so scary. It's awful. And eventually the cops come and they're able to um, get Harris to put the gun down. And he's it's like clearly very drunk, and I think they probably like take him into a drunk take tank or something. Um, uh, the the cop that comes, woman named Sheriff Sheriff Tweed, and he she like settles them down and says, "Okay, we're like we're gonna take him in. It's gonna be okay." And Gavin at this point starts like packing up his shit, and he's like, "I'm out of here. Like I don't want to do this anymore." Which is the correct reaction. Yeah. And Mia goes, you just, so what? You just start projects and then leave in the middle? (laughs) Yeah, if I get shot at, yes. You're a quitter. (laughs) It's so crazy. Like, Mia. Mia sucks. Be realistic here. This is like the um, guy from Hell House LLC. Yeah. he's like, um, you guys are just going to leave now? Excuse me. (laughs) Like, yes, that is absolutely what we're going to do. And so I think he does leave. And we go back at... to the hospital and find out that Deb is missing. Uh-oh. And they check security footage and we see that she has gone downstairs into the child's cancer ward. Here's some more children things. Oh, no. Oh, no. And taken a young girl. Okay. And they've kind of disappeared into the kitchen area mm. of the hospital. And so there's an extended sequence of the, I, I guess, Luis and Mia and Sarah now looking through this empty kitchen for Deb, like opening doors. This is a pretty stressful scene. And eventually... And is Deb looking like real crazy now? She is getting progressively, yeah, looks creepier. Like her hair is all slicked back now. I think, I don't know why, but just like... <laughs> but yeah. She's trying something new. <laughs> but yeah, she definitely looks scary. She looks like the still from the poster or whatever yeah she already looked that does that, she look like that right. crazy uh, she's getting demonic. way more um like vacant behind the eyes mm-hmm. and and like gaunt scraggly yeah looks like she's like sleepwalking and yes yeah, yeah not getting sleep yeah she looks bad she looks bad mm-hmm. <laughs> say bad mm-hmm. yep and they find they eventually find her and the little girl in I don't know, like a walk-in freezer or something. Oh, no. And they're holding hands, just facing the wall. And they slowly approach, and they're like, "Uh, Deborah, like, we need to take you back to your bed. 
And all these moments, you like really expect her to like turn around and lunge at them, and she doesn't. But they're able to get the little girl. They they pull her aside. The little girl also looks like way out of it. Mm. And this is the shot from the trailer that we also used in the polls, where Deborah just like turns and is like, "It's a really creepy look." If the look were a sound, it would be. Then we cut to them strapping her to the hospital bed now, mm. putting her in restraints, her screaming. She's screaming in French. Huh. And her her teeth have dirt in them. Her mm. teeth are like brown. Like yeah. she has like grit in between her teeth. Ugh. And they go to see a professor of anthropology for some reason. Classic, classic choice. <laughs> Not a demonologist. If you get into anthropology, though, you know you're going to have to know a little bit about demons. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and he says he does kind of he serves the the purpose of a demonologist in this scene. Where at first he kind of says, "Well, it's likely that she's having you know delusions. She believes she is Desjardins." Um, but there has have been rumors of spiritual parasites, mm. and he tells a story of uh, a woman that was possessed by the soul of her son, I think, and that the way that they ended it was by burning the son's body, and that, like, broke the connection. Uh, we're at day 60 now, and we see Harris going into the hospital, and Deb asks him to kill her. Oh, no. And he... Never good. He tries to comply. He grabs a pillow and attempts to smother her. The whole room starts shaking and a TV flies off the shelf and hits Harris. And so now Harris is in the hospital, like, being taken to um, surgery or something. He's all fucked up. But Sarah, I guess, was in there and runs to Harris and... He didn't get arrested? I don't know. I think you have to take care of medical stuff first. I feel like even if it was a crime that got you hurt, I think they do have to no, still but I treat from you. Him shooting at the house. Oh, yeah. No, I guess you should not. get arrested for that. Maybe they didn't press charges. Oh, oh I, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah I guess yeah, you I guess don't you press. Can choose. Yeah. I mean, look, cops are bad. Justice system is bad. But still, it just feels like if you shoot a bunch of times into someone's house, there should be something that happens. I think there should be a consequence. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. sort of something. At least take his gun. Take everybody's uh, guns. Take everybody's guns. Mm hmm. Um, maybe they did. Maybe they did. Uh, but so Sarah runs up to Harris as he's being uh, wheeled into an operating room or something and gets like a moment to talk to him. And she's asking about, she's like, do you know about Desjardins? Like, do you know what's going on? Who was this guy? And Harris tells Sarah that Sarah was going to be the fifth victim. Yeah. <gasps> okay. That makes sense. Okay. And your mother killed him. Yeah, because she found out from that from that switchboard. From the switchboard, yeah, switchboard. She knew all the secrets. That <gasps> makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Loving this, loving this. We're putting the pieces together, <laughs> <laughs> and so she uh, buried him in the backyard in that place that she's been playing with the snakes and shit. Oh God! But killed him in um, a cave. So I guess that she, the spot where she killed him, matters. We'll get there. Okay. But okay. yeah, just know she killed him in a cave, buried him in the backyard. So 
Sarah goes home with the camera crew. They all start digging in that spot and they find Deborah's spade. It's mm. like they can't, they don't see a body, but they see the spade and they're like, fuck, she got here first. She already moved him. And they're like, they somehow go up into the attic and they know that it's in the attic. I guess because that's where the switchboard is. She was like bringing it closer to the switchboard or something. But they go up in the attic. They find the body. It's like, ooh, one thing they're all like, they keep like gagging at how bad it smells. And I feel like that's like, ooh, so gross. You can't smell a movie. You but can't when, smell a movie. <laughs> but when everyone is being like, oh, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> makes it gross. It makes it gross. Even though by now it'd just be a bu- bunch of bones. It's not like a fresh body. No, but but it wouldn't. It takes a while for it to fully decompose. It would yeah. be part. I think it would only be partially decomposed, which would probably be really stinky. That's stinky. really stinky. Stinky. It's definitely stinky. They're all. What movie is it that they? Oh, it's old. Was it like how long would it take a, a body to decompose? <laughs> anyway, I feel like it's longer than however long it was. Hmm. And so they take it into the living room where the fireplace is and decide they're going to burn in the fireplace. They're going to burn in the fireplace. Shove that thing in the fireplace. Build a fucking bonfire. What are you doing? No, keep it in the house. Keep it in the house. (laughs) (laughs) But as they it's it's, the bones are in like kind of a sack and classic bones in a sack. (laughs) (laughs) And as they set it down um, to light to start lighting the fire, they hear something in the sack. That sounds a lot like a snake. And Mia goes to, to no. investigate. No. And there's like five snakes come out of this bag. Ew. And they're all screaming. And it's very hectic. And they're like, okay, fuck it. Just throw it, throw it in. Throw it yeah, all burn in. Burn the snakes. Burn the snakes. Who gives a shit? Fuck it. And so they toss in the bag of bones. And it just it won't burn. And the fire just kind of explodes with this like a big forceful explosion and goes out and like they all like fly backwards and it's like okay Um, well well that didn't work and they get another call from the hospital and Deb is gone again Mm. and we go back and we play that surveillance footage and we see her pulling her hands out of the restraints and like all the skin of her hands coming off (laughs) It's just like gloves, like gloves. <laughs> no, I don't like it. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> and she goes right back down to the girl. The uh, I can't remember what the little. Oh, Kara is the girl's name. She goes back to get Kara and they leave the hospital and a security guard tries to stop them. And Deb attacks and kills the security Holy shit. guard. OK, with her with her bony hands. <laughs> Ugh. Her little meat hands. Her little Ew. meat hands. <laughs> meat hands. Gross. Ew, think about the skin on that bed. I know, just like leftover, Ew. leftover hand gloves. The nurse is like, I don't get paid enough uh. to deal with this. <laughs> um, no, so they quickly go in pursuit of Deb and Kara, and. They kind of know where they'll be going. They can either be at going to this cave. There's also a river that they had kept kept saying, like, I'll wash you in the river. That's where uh, Desjardins killed the four other victims. So they they track them down pretty easily. And when they find them, again, they're like holding hands and are still and quiet and creepy. But um, Kara is just saying, don't hurt him. 
He's a nice man. He's going to wash me in the river. No. Don't hurt him. He's a nice man. He's going to wash me in the whip. She just like on a loop, like for the whole scene that's in the background of the scene as they're oh. like, it's so creepy. And they try to restrain Deborah and she spits venom on them. She goes like, <laughs> oh my God. And it like burns into this one of the, uh, there's police with them. They've so got like, Officer Tweed and another. Is this a snake? Yeah. I mean, she's got that scaly skin. She yeah. Spit in venom. She shed her, her skin. little skin. Yes. She was able to easily rip her like neck skin off. Yeah. She's a snake. She's a she's snake. A snake. She's and a so. Snake. What the heck? <laughs> she, and she loves her baby little garden snake. She was playing with a little garden snake. She so she, yeah, we see this. She basically like melts this guy's face, one of the cops' Whoa. face, by like spitting venom on his face, and runs off. So Sheriff Tweed and Sarah and the camera crew are in pursuit. Sheriff Tweed, she like go. Deb goes into an abandoned looking house. Sheriff Tweed is like, "I'll go in. I'm the one with the gun. Like you guys stay out here." Obviously, Sheriff Tweed goes in. We hear gunshot and nobody comes out. Mm -hmm. And so eventually they go in and they just find Officer, yeah, Sheriff Tweed. Dead? Dead. Dunzo. No, no Deb. Okay. And Sarah's like, okay, she's she's in the caves. That must be where she is. And she's got the little girl again, Kara. Mm -hmm. Kara. Um, and so they start running to the caves and we just hear Kara screaming in the caves. So they know oh. they are in there. Kind of a lot of kid stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did say, upon further reflection, there might be more than I previously thought. There's definitely, yeah, the worst, the worst kid thing hasn't happened yet. Cool. <laughs> um, so much to look forward to. So much to look forward to. So they're crawling in these caves, and it gets like kind of like the descent now, where it's cl very claustrophobic and. Guess what? There's lots of snakes all over the cave. Mm -hmm. So Sarah's like crawling through snakes. <sighs> but what do you guys is, feel about snakes? I I'm scared of them. I don't really mind them. I used to not mind them as a kid. I I had friends that had pet snakes, and so I would I have held snakes and been fine with them previously. But now now they freak me out. I don't yeah. know what happened. I don't mind them, but uh, a large quantity of them is scary. Seeing yeah. them like all move together is is really freaky. I mean, I definitely don't want to like hold a snake or really come I across. I would hold us a, a snake. I've but just once we've got two or more, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I've walked into a garden shed one time and there was a massive snake on the wall, and like that type of thing. I'm like, I on the wall. I don't love that. Yeah, like in a garden shed, just like hanging Ooh, out. I hate that. Ooh, yeah. I kind of that's more fun to me than it being on the ground. Because if I get on the wall, I'm like, okay, I see you. You know what? Once when I was in Puerto Rico in the caves, there were like snakes in the caves, but up. And I remember they no, were like, I don't want them to be up. They were, it was like there were holes in the top of the cave that they were like, that's where the snakes are. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, get me out. Get I don't me want out of here. anything to like fall, fall on, you. on me. Any creature at all. Yeah. Would that's... you guys rather have to hold one really big snake or like 10 of the tiny little string beanie one big, snakes. One big. I'd rather hold one big than one string beanie. The string beans are creepy, right? They're creepy. <laughs> the string beanies. The string beanies. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of snakes like where I grew up. a big one, I know what it's, where it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I would feel like it could turn on you so much faster. I know. And snakes Ooh, But the little really stringy scary. could like go up your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> little string beanie. 
Yeah. <laughs> my sister used to have a little string beanie. My yeah. mom hates snakes. If she's listening, she's going to hate this conversation. She will have turned it off by now. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. Sorry, Kate. I just have always hated spiders more than snakes. Same. And it makes me feel like I don't mind snakes you that much. You get one or the other. I just you, you, you really not have, dislike both. You, you really do get one or the other. And it's for me, it's spiders. Guess what? I dislike both. <gasps> I, I mean, probably I'm dislike huge, spiders more. I'm not a huge fan of either. But yeah, no spiders. Because my biggest childhood fear was that giant spiders were going to take over the world. And I was going to have to live in a dystopian future where giant spiders I mean, rolled my day to day. It'd be bad. We got to we got to do arachnophobia one day, apparently. I know those th- those movies really scared me. The second Harry was the second Harry Potter. Yeah, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. really scared the crap out of me. Uh, Emily and I went to Universal Studios recently and the Harry Potter ride froze at the spider part. No. <laughs> and we, on the whole ride there, we'd been talking about when rides freeze and like, haha, it sucks when a, a, a ride freezes when you're on it. And then it was the first ride we went on and it froze. Wait, we what survived. happens during the spider part? There's just spiders in your face. Yeah, there's just there's a lot big, of big, big spiders. <gasps> I would not have liked that we one did. little bit. I didn't love it. No. I didn't love it, no. But then, you know, we made it. It was fine. It was okay. But, but it yeah, did add. It did loved it. It did make the rest of the ride a little scarier. It really did. I thought it could stop at any point. <laughs> and there is one upside down part. So that was the that was the real Which, that happened danger. to somebody for sure. Yeah, somebody yeah, was upside down. When that it stopped. sucks. It was only stopped for like thirty seconds, but even still. No, no, I wouldn't have liked that. No matter what, I don't like roller coasters though in general. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, okay, so okay, so she's crawling through snakes, and we're hearing Kara screaming, and it's dark. They have to switch the camera to night vision. Like it's it's they're I don't know they lose their flashlight or something, so it's just in night vision, so they can't see what's happening. They're just following the sound of the scream. It's all very ooh, stressful, mm-hmm. and then they catch up with them and can see Deb. Looking like she's anointing uh, Kara with a snake in her hand. Is that uh-huh. just like anoint, like doing a little shoulder yeah, tap, like, like a knighting? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, yes. Deborah Logan, pronounce <laughs> the Kara, my snake princess. <laughs> okay. And so they're like really, really quietly sneaking up behind Deborah with that sedative shot that they Great. have. Mm-hmm. So they just want to be able to yeah get that in her. Sedate her. Which they totally will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, like they're just inching closer and closer. She always finds the camera. Mm-hmm. She she knows she knows where it is. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing we know about Deb, she finds that camera. And this is no different. She turns around, she lunges at them, attacks them. There's you don't really see what happens, but there's just all this commotion. She gets away with Kara and uh Sarah is Sarah and Mia get the camera back and get find wherever the i don't know shot fell out of her hand so they find the injection again and then they they go after her again they're like she went this way and you just hear this noise like a mouth a mouthy noise no 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 Ah! no and you Ah! can't see what's happened there's like a there's like a little boulder pillar thing but you can see deb's back behind it like she's behind this pillar but you can't see what's happening And they turn the corner. No, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> and know. Sarah's face is just like shocked. And Deb is 
eating Kara. Oh my God. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen. We (laughs) knew it was going to happen, but we didn't want it to. She looks, we're going to have to post an image of this because it's really crazy. She, it looks like a half snake person like she has done the thing where she has unhinged her jaw oh my God. so she her whole mouth is over Kara's head like she has her whole head in her mouth oh my god and it's just like <gasps> <gasps> Sammy I would say this counts as kid stuff 100% <laughs> oh you mean the part where a kid gets eaten the part oh. where the kids are, uh, human turns into a snake and then eats a kid that's like <laughs> head oh, first head first that is honestly it's so fucking scary. That's kid stuff. That's kid stuff in my world, in my book. I think you're right. Look, I made a mistake. <laughs> um, But so, I don't know. They are able to, in this moment, they lunge at her and she, I think, drops drops Kara. Kara's still alive because she f- wasn't like chewing her. She was just like sw- swallowing her whole. whole. Yeah. Ew, that's what snakes do. And that freaks me out even yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. So Kara's still alive. And they're able to inject Deb and then um, they have Desjardins bones and they decide to try to burn him there. And they're like, they're like, this could be it because this is, I don't know, the place that he died. And maybe that's where he needs to be burned. Hey man, anytime you get a chance to burn, burn, burn it, him. you try to burn him. You burn to gotta bones. try to burn him. Burn to try bones. to burn those bones and they light him up and they do burn. And it like, I think again explodes like there's a big you know supernaturally type reaction when these bones are lit on fire and they're in caves which is very scary Mm -hmm. and they had previously said like don't knock anything don't touch anything like we could get trapped down here Mm -hmm. and then an explosion happens and they just don't even like blink at it they're like okay great we did what we came here to do and they (laughs) and they get out and it's fine okay that's a good that's a well things took a turn for the better yeah right there yeah so they they get deb they get kara they get both of them out and then it goes back into more documentary style of Mia narrating and or no, we hear a news reporter saying that Deborah Logan is found unfit to stand trial. She did kill Officer Tweed. Right. Sheriff Tweed. Right. Um, so they did. And the other guy, Poison Face. Poison Face. He might have survived. We didn't see him die. But oh, and the security sh- guard. Oh, yeah, security guard. So De- Deborah's committed some crimes. Yep, she's, she's a murderer. Some crimes, she's a murderer. Yeah. And so, but they they rule her unfit to stand trial. So I guess she'll just be like confined to a medical facility, something like that. And um, they follow up with Kara, who is now in full remission. And they like go to her home and... Yeah, I, the whole news story is just like an update on the on the Deborah Logan crime, and it's like, and Kara made it out okay, and now she's in remission. They film her at her home, like having a birthday celebration, and she's smiling. Her parents are so happy to have her home safe, and the news reporter interviews her like out front of her home and says, like, what are you going to do now that you um, now that you're home? Like, what's what's mm-hmm. your what's your plan? And she says, I have a plan. But it's a secret. Mm. <laughs> and news reporters like, oh, how cute. All right. Like, that's it for, you know, KTLA mm. 5. And as he's like saying goodbye, Kara just turns and looks at the camera and smiles mm. an evil little smile. And that's the end of the movie. What? <laughs> what? So, okay. So, okay, do scary. we think that Desjardins then. Uh, was a parasite into Kara? Yeah, it seems like it. A little transference or something happening. Like the fuck. Yeah, the burning of the bones didn't really work. It only worked for breaking it from 
Dead? Well, we need a sequel. <laughs> we need a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know why it wouldn't. Why? Why that would happen? Why would that happen? But you know, who cares? Who's it's just it's spooky. It's spooky. Yeah. Ooh, I did not like the snake stuff. I really didn't see Yikes. the snake stuff coming. <laughs> Yikes. Ooh, I really didn't like that. What a freaky little thing. Definitely the like scariest, nastiest parts were all the like body stuff. Yeah, that. Oof, that hand yeah. part is tough. And taking a kid from the cancer ward, I mean, that's just like kicking below the belt, you know? Yeah. It's like not okay. It's not okay. No. It's at least take a healthy kid. <laughs> at least take <laughs> a healthy kid. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Wow. So thank you, listeners, for choosing it. Yeah, thank you. I'm I love those Instagram polls. I feel like they're fun. They're great. I know. You never know. You never know what people are gonna want. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram if you want to um, vote in things occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you I like love, voting. I love an Instagram poll, no matter what it is. I vote in them all the time. Yeah, you always got to vote. If, if I see one, one, I'm I got to do it. Mm-hmm. I do too. Got to press that button, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's addictive like. to know what the percentages are. That's yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, happy freaking 2022. Um, unless a, a big Y2K has happened by the time this comes out, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed that it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Things are gonna be looking up. We're gonna be playing piano. Uh, we're going to be taking care of our bodies. We're going to be moisturizing. Mm. We're mostly moisturizing. We're going to really, really moisturize. So um, that our hands don't fall off like hand gloves. So that our hands don't fall off like hand gloves so we won't be able to peel our necks off. These are important <laughs> things that are going to happen in 2022. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well... What was the voice? What was? Why did we do that? No, wait, wait, wait. What did we do? That's the sound that her look made. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of her look is That's the sound. That is the sound of that. It actually is the sound. Look. It really is. It so, Prima was here. Ain't you scary that much? Give me. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye.